This is Energy Thinks, a podcast about how the oil and gas industry can future-proof against social risk and lead the world into the energy future. I'm Tisha Schuler, your host and the principal of Adamantine Energy. On today's show, I'm going to share with you this week's Both of These Things Are True writing. And I continue my series, One Eye to the Future. And this is part eight, our hiccuping return to our workplaces. Many of you have been going to your workplaces throughout the pandemic. A handful of Adam and Teen's clients reopened their offices, at least partly earlier this month. The return to the workplace presents us with a lot to consider. And I wanna shorten your learning curve by sharing an unattributed compilation of our clients' successes, missteps, and lessons learned. Both of these things are true. Today's peak pandemic challenges require all of our energy, wit, and capacity. And keeping one eye to the future requires returning to our workplaces with grace, efficiency, and an eye to the next inevitable disruptions. Here's the situation. As a leader, you have had innumerable financial machinations and operational logistics to worry about over the past two months. At the same time, you are leading a workforce that is scared to death or alternatively overconfident about their health in the future. So many disruptions to anticipate and there's so little video conference free time. In our engagements with our clients, we've broken down return to work into essentially four phases. The first is essential personnel. You've largely sorted out how to do this. The second is staged return to workplace. Whether it's teams, phases, or shifts, this is the phase most workplaces are currently in. With one part policy and one part experimentation, most companies are sprinkling in a dose of empowerment and goodwill. This involves consulting your employees regularly and giving them the benefit of the doubt during these transitions. The the third phase is the evolved normal or just the new way. I cannot bring myself to say new normal, having lived personally through two massive natural disasters and getting to new twice before in my adult life. Some things will change partially or fully around work location, travel, supply chains, and how we engage in groups. It's our job to guide this evolution mindfully. The fourth phase will be future innovation and efficiencies. With foresight and creativity now, we can accelerate and invent better ways of doing business. Return to workplace now has most of us working on the staged phase. Doing this well requires that we keep an eye on both future phases and the realities of positively influencing the human behavior around us. The critical mistakes not to make. Company culture is going to be mission critical for employees to feel safe and return effectively to work. Company leaders must set the example and fully embrace and model the company's protocols. One critical mistake not to make is communicating logistics only. We're still in a societal health and financial crisis. 
So all communications should be sensitive to the fear, heartache, and confusion facing every employee. You have to balance the guidance of your legal counsel with focusing on the humanity of your workforce. The second critical mistake not to make is getting all macho. It's not a good look and it's not going to age well. Real men wear masks, especially if it's in your protocols and you are a company leader. And the third mistake not to make is sending mixed messages. Leaders who are not social distancing and aren't wearing masks when appropriate are setting up their companies for a heartbreak. Is the inconvenience worth risking sending an employee home to their immunocompromised child with COVID-19? Let's seize the day. Successful return to the workplace efforts include the following. First, ask new questions. As you know from the podcast with Paula Gant, the companies who will be successful have leaders now actively pondering what the right next questions are. We know that these questions will not be the ones we asked last week. The second recommendation is to communicate repeatedly in many channels. Companies are learning that a new distributed workforce is receiving and digesting information differently. Successful company communications are deliberate, have lots of repetition and occur through different channels. These channels can include company webinars, newsletters, internal podcasts, team meetings, emails, protocols, informal check-ins, and of course, frequent reminders. The third seize the day recommendation, create your company culture. With so much evolving quickly, successful leaders will invoke and evolve the company culture to create one of pandemic safety, mutual care, and personal responsibility. Where done well, the benefits to employees' trust and morale will last for years. And fourth, clarify your default positions early. As soon as you can, Clarify who should work at home until further notice, what your customer and vendor interactions will be, and your expectations on personal PPE, travel, cleaning plans for the workplace. Of course, you'll need to make exceptions and things will change, but articulating the broad brushstrokes now will instill confidence and foster transparency. The next recommendation is to push out decisions and gather feedback. Employees are experiencing so much uncertainty that leading companies are really letting their teams drive the decisions that make sense. Creating two-way feedback will allow your company to make course corrections while at the same time gaining the buy-in and trust of your employees along the way. Special cases and exceptions. Setting up and communicating your process to accommodate employee needs will build confidence. One third of the U.S.'s workforce is juggling work and having their children at home. Some families also have to consider a health vulnerability. Leading employers have a system to confidentially assess and meet the appropriate accommodations. Course corrections. 
We have multiple waves of disruption ahead. All of our businesses will be continually adjusting along the way. So build a system for making and then communicating these changes as part of your return to workforce plan. If people know changes will be coming, the workforce will be more flexible as we go. Accelerate innovation. Because nothing will ever be the same again, make a space in your planning to ask the questions we've been recommending from day one. Those questions are what is coming next and what opportunities exist right now that we could take advantage of if we had the resources. Use this moment to mindfully accelerate technology adoption, increase efficiencies, and innovate continually. And my final recommendation for your company is to participate in society's response. We have the opportunity through our planning, communications, and actions to lead our collective response, recovery, and rebuilding efforts. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Engage actively in your communities. This is the moment to transcend historic divides around oil and gas development through your good works. On Energy Thinks, you can find resources that we put together on remote volunteerism. I'd like to hear what you've learned does and does not work. So please reach out at energythinks.com. You can find this week's issue of Both of These Things Are True and subscribe to learn more about our writing and this podcast. That's our episode for today. I do want to know what you've heard, what you think about what you've heard here. So vid visit our podcast website at energythinks.com podcast. Let me know. You can subscribe to Energy Thinks on iTunes and all the other major podcast platforms. If you like what you're hearing, please help us and give a rating. Thank you for listening to Energy Thinks. Until next time, I'm Tisha Schuler, wishing you and yours happiness prosperity, and good health.